mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to this No Place Like Tara. Wait. I did that wrong. Welcome to episode 270 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie and forgot how I do this. You know, it's funny because I was like, that sounds, that's the right show. Yeah, (laughs) but it was the wrong order. It's not how I normally intro it, so that just threw everything off. By the way, I am Grace, (laughs) and today we are watching SG Atlantis. Yes. Season 3, episode 19. Yes. Vengeance. Vengeance. A.K.A. Praetlian. Okay. Predator, Wraith, Alien. So can I tell you what my AK was? We here's the thing, we anticipated ours were gonna be close. Yeah, yeah. Mine is Manwraith. 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 I like that. That's interesting. Um Manwraith. 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 And it might work better as a mana wraith. Mana wraith. I think that's actually what I had said earlier. But my didn't write it down, so my head just Forgot. Mine started as just Wraithlian. Yeah. Because this is alien. Oh, it's hundred percent alien. But then the it's, episode. Once you see what he looks like, that's a predator. That is definitely is, a predator. It is both an alien and a predator. Uh-huh. So it's Praethlian. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that in the alien versus predator films they didn't just mate at some point yeah, and well, produce a Wraith. It's true. Yeah. Uh the other thing I want to point out yes. because sh- John calls it out. I picked my AKA before John says aliens. <laughs> and it's very important to I, know. It's important to know. It's critical to know. Yeah. But it makes sense that I was in the same headspace as the writers were. <laughs> so, uh, so how's your week been? Oh, so much better than the last one. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, we now have a working kitchen again. Huzzah! The prettiest oven I've ever seen in my it's whole life. It's kind of fucking gorgeous. It's cobalt blue on the inside. That's insane. For no reason at all. Every reason. Um, right, which is... Yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, I've already burnt something on the, you know, surface. It is counter, now part of the surface. family. So, um... And I'm going to be okay with that. I'm yep. learning not to be a perfectionist yeah. about some things. It's good. Um, it's important to let things go, and not everything can be perfect. Yeah. Uh, what else did this week hold for me? This week, this week, I did not do a lot of things other than work and sleep. Literally one night, I think I walked into the bedroom and passed out. <laughs> like, I didn't even get into jammies or any. Like, Jesse had to wake me up and be like, you're still wearing contacts. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you. Those are That's, now glued feels, to your eyeballs. That feels awful. Thank you. Um, but I've started reading Dune, the audiobook. With your ears? With my ear holes. Yeah. I'm now reading Dune with my ears. It's, I don't know if, if there's multiple versions out there, but this one's great. It's a fantastic, I think we're listening to the same yeah, one. Yeah, because it's, fantastic it's got a different version. actor for each mm-hmm. person. Um, and every time I start Dune, I realized that I've started Dune before. Yes. So I've actually read a solid <laughs> one third of Dune yeah. in my life, which considering how long
long Dune is, is like it's two full books. Really fucking long. Two average books. And this is coming from saying someone who's currently reading a 1400 page book. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I'm going to not be as hard on myself as I have been yeah. in the past. So I do know more of the story than I think I know. Um. I, uh, I also had started the Dune audiobook, but um, I don't have time for anything because I'm just watching as many minutes of the Olympics as humanly possible. I, I, yeah, I, you and uh, one of our other co-workers yeah. or my Olympic nerds. Yeah. As I like to call them. Like my brother and I are just like texting consistently as like oh, yeah. updates of things. Yeah. I know. I'm on that chain. Yeah. And then, oh, <laughs> there's half of what is going on is not on that chain. You are getting half of the Olympic content. We are texting each other. <laughs> I am the one who gets up early to watch the Olympics and then we'll watch the replays of the stuff I wasn't able to watch live overnight. And then I will continue like whatever is live that evening. I'll watch. I've watched. I think I watched probably 80% of all the rowing. Oh, wow. Just because suddenly I was like, I find rowing fascinating, which I mean, I do, but I'm just watching heat after heat of like six minute (laughs) rows. I feel like if nothing else, it's um, the nature of it, the repetitive nature of it must be really soothing. Kind of. Like a little bit. You're just like, oh, this is nice. Because it almost, when athletes are really good, it almost feels predictable. I know it's not. Uh And I know it's not easy. But it's the same thing as like when you watch a good streamer, like someone who's actually playing through a game. Yeah. You forget how hard what they're doing can be. Yeah. Um, and so I, it's like watching the swimmers. I mean, I was watching badminton. <laughs> you just watching someone volley back and forth is nice. I'm like, uh, I mean, normally I do find tennis fascinating. So I have been watching tennis. I've been watching volleyball, beach volleyball, rowing. I watch some weightlifting. Like I just, I can't wait for the rock climbing to start of naturally. I've watched all of gymnastics. Nice. Um, yeah. Just shout out and love to Simone because you're a badass bitch. Yep. Um, yeah, I just, I, I literally, I was watching archery. <laughs> I can't, trap shooting. Why? Because it's in the Olympics. Because it exists. The end. <laughs> That's all I've been doing. Well, soak it up. I know. We're headed to the end. I know, we're halfway through. Yeah, we're living it, on a prayer. It makes me sad. But we guess what? We get another one in six months. Yep. Yep. The it's downside well, is we had to wait an extra year. The upside is we now have six months between just Olympics. back to back in them. Um, yeah, God, what a crazy oh, time. Skateboarding was awesome too. More skateboarding's coming. Park is, no. Yeah, Park is coming real soon. Okay. I was I'm watching, just watching all the highlights. I was also watching BMX. Um, I was also watching rugby. Oh, I'm also playing Uncharted 2 again, Honor Among Thieves. Is that what it's called? Who knows? I, so. I certainly don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's Honor. I don't know why. I just thought. Um, it was something else. I'm looking it up before someone yells at us through the speaker. Yeah, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves. Cool. Um, and I am reminded that this is my least favorite of the, uh, what's the four, what's it called when there's four? Not A quadruply. A quadruply. This is the second in the quadruply. No, no, I like, that's what I it's wanted to say too. Quadruply. Because it's not a trilogy anymore. It's not a trilogy. It's a quadruply. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my least favorite of the four. And technically five. 
Quintuply. A quintopoly. Quintopoly. But again, when you say your least favorite, that's still like it's still like. <laughs> so it it he's means my least favorite of my children. It's it's one of those where it's my least favorite of five, so it's my number five favorite video game yeah, ever. Yeah, it's like saying. <laughs> What, oh, my least favorite Lord of the Rings film. Yeah, exactly. It's still a Lord of the Rings like, film. I don't know. I'll be honest. If you ask me what my least favorite Lord of the Rings film, it's probably going to, it's heavily going to be dependent on what is mood. the mood, A, and B, what is the last, what's the one I haven't seen in the longest? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's not... Saying it's not as fresh in my brain as an oxymoron. Grace has seen me watch it's the, the most Lord of the distant. Rings. Yes, yes. Um, to grab onto, so therefore it gets last place. I mean, Grace has seen me watch Lord of the Rings. There is no time when I'm watching Lord of the Rings where I'm not just quoting. Where anything isn't coming from your memory. Yes. We could just shove a projector into your brain and watch Lord of the Rings yes. anytime we wanted to. Basically. If oh, we it's were, the extended uh, versions, by the way. It's like if I were on a desert island with Nixie, I'd be like, Nixie, I want to watch Lord of the Rings. And then it would just happen. I will just completely act out the entire thing. What's yeah. fun is I also... Because I'm me, I know the actor's commentary track almost as well as I know <laughs> the actual audio. Watch Lord of the Rings with commentary. God. And like, instead of, hey, Siri, hey, Nixie, watch Lord of the Rings with commentary. If you guys haven't watched the extended edition trilogy with the actor's commentary track, do yourself a favor because it is fantastic. So I can only envision you now... As the woman from um, The Good Place. Oh, yeah. What's her name again? Um, but, I know who you're talking but about. But that's, that's Nixie now on a desert island. Because she's not a real girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's basically like a live Siri. Um, um, I love her so much and I've just looked at her name. I know her real name. Like I don't know her real name either. It's like Darcy Carden or Darcy something. Uh, oh, it's gonna! I'm looking it up because it's gonna bug me. Because this is where Janet. 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 Oh, Duh. and I did get her real name right. Because it's damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. Um, that's right. Okay. So, are we here? Um, yes. I read Dune. You watched Olympics. Nixie is a Lord of the Rings. June fifteenth, two thousand and seven. <laughs> Written by Carl Benjamin, directed by Andy Makita, and a big welcome back to one Connor Chenier. Because, as I remember, this is a this is a very bad idea that just keeps coming back to bite us in the ass. Oh, guys. remember how that episode was like? Oh, that sucks that that happened. I'm sure this will never come back and be part of the conversation again. Bye. So we have a lot of previously ons. First, you have to remember the bug, last on to John, the Aratus bug, and then Ilya, the young wraith girl that we almost thought was able to live without feeding. And we're introduced to the retrovirus that our deep, dearly departed favorite physician unfortunately made. Uh, sucks to that. You know, it's. It's that nice feeling where um, he's gone now, so it's our problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, also. It's like, it's like global warming. It's like, well, we're going to die, so fuck it. Well, it's also a situation where it's like, at least, at least after he realized that just because you can doesn't mean you should, he was then trying to sort of fix it. Yeah. Whereas other voices were like, no, let's just keep passing this down the field. 
just kick that can down yep. the road. <laughs> Let's just keep kicking yep. that can down the road um, until it kicks us back. Also, remember John de-evolving into a wraith thing bug. Cool. Uh-huh. Cool. So we start the episode. I just wrote previously on lots of Aratus bug stuff. All the Aratus bugs. So I guess, guess what's going to be happening in this episode, guys? Mm, probably, oh, you know. Spider monkeys. I was going to say. <laughs> I was gonna say drugged pizza, but that's a wrong that's, show. That is that's a different episode. That's a different Stargate. That's a different Stargate. <laughs> so we start with Ronan giving him a case some sparring lessons. And first, I actually really would like to capture this part where Ronan is just full onto the frame, going, oh, yeah. you know, asking if I'm weak. And I just want to play that back when I'm heading to the gym or something because yeah. it's magic. And I think this is a very good time to also let people know the magical one minute of footage that I just showed Grace oh. that we also are going to play for ourselves before we head to the gym. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys, it doesn't matter if you like rugby or not. It, it doesn't. Um, Do you like to feel pumped? Yeah. And excited? There is a clip from the Olympics. Of the women's, the the New Zealand women's rugby team, just fucking like full on haka, and it is the best adrenaline rush you it's will ever. Thrilling. It's like I have seen it three times now, and I still get chills down my spine yeah. watching it. I think I actually started crying. You did, yeah. Because it's that fucking good. It's, it's just, it's thrilling. It's just, it's electrifying. It is just raw goddamn power. And you're like, I'm going to go jump over a house now. Oh, I got to go. I got to go take down the world. <laughs> it's, it's real good. Someday my microphone will do what I tell it to. Nope. It's a, Today's not that day. But seriously, go find the clip of the New Zealand women's rugby team performing a haka. Um it. I remember the fan, guys. I just turned off the fan. I remember. So McKay is full-on protective gear. Yep. Both of them holding bookends. And Ronan (laughs) so quickly hits him in the padding because McKay was looking at the weapon, not at the Ronan. Yep. Which is also a weapon, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting better. He really is. Really? He. I do like the amount of padding he's got on. He looks like the younger brother in A Christmas Story. (laughs) He's just yeah. like enveloped in, but which I think for good reason, like protect the hell out of that brain. Protect that. Well, he still has no protection in his brain, but we also know That's Ronan's fair. not going to hit him in the head. Yeah. Even Ronan's not going to no. do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I kind of wonder whose idea this was. Like, did McKay want the training or was everyone like, hey, McKay, you should probably learn more combat training. Yeah. I do like, um, I know they're Bokens, but yeah. they have a vibe of a samurai sword. Well, that's the whole point, I guess I that's what it is. Yeah. And so, in my head, Ronan is teaching McKay the ways of the Ronan. He is teaching him the ways of the Ronan. Um, because I like wordplay, and that is a dad joke all the way. I also do find it interesting that... What's your thoughts? Is Ronan the better choice to train McKay, or is Taylor the better choice to train McKay? Oh, no, it's Ronan. You think? Because here's the thing. Um, This comes up again later in the episode, but the intensity level that Ronan has is matched by the intensity level that McKay has. They just channel it into different things. I can see that. Whereas... 
in Ronan, and we'll get to this later, Ronan teaches him to never take his eye off of the opponent. Yeah. If you think of McKay's approach to every science problem they have, he does the metaphorical equivalent of that. He never takes his eye off of whatever the problem is that needs to be solved. I can see that. So I can see that. I like, I love the idea that Taylor would bring this nuance and different. She'd be a little softer and that would help in the beginning, but to get McKay to his fullest potential. Yeah. Because we know he works at an 11. Yeah. 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 Rona can get him to an 11. My only thought was not necessarily about the approach in training. My thought was, was more in like almost the uh the discipline in the 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 type of combat. Well, yeah, that's true. There's a certain I think Taylor would at it sounds backwards, but learning the way Taylor learns would actually require more from McKay than the way Ronan okay. does. Okay. Because it's like um it's like learning to hit home runs versus learning to run bases. Yeah. Ronan and McKay like to hit home runs. That's I guess that's true. I was just more thinking it's yeah. like like okay, if I'm putting myself in a McKay situation where yeah. I'm on this team, I'm not completely incapable of self-defense and love this this, but like would it be more effective for me to learn more of the offensive stuff or it be more effective to, which I feel like Taylor would be strong in teaching more of the like deflection getaway. Yeah. She would teach him to run and like, and like use the body movement to get out of the way to like. That's true. I think, which I don't uh, think Ronan's incapable of teaching, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was so focused on their approach. I hadn't even considered that part of it. I do think that Taylor would make that her priority. Mm-hmm. I think Ronan will get him there eventually. Probably. But Ronan's first move is like, shoot. Yeah. Shoot the thing. Shoot, <laughs> shoot the, thing. the thing. Shoot the thing. Shoot the thing. <laughs> because shoot the you thing. can't run if you're dead. You're fir- yeah. The first thing you got, you can stun it. Yeah. You, then you can run. 100%. Um, but I do, I do see your point. It's like she's going to teach him a lot of defensive moves. Yeah. Whereas he's just going to be like, offense is if, your only yeah. defense. Because if that was me, because <laughs> I feel like I'd be the McKayish on the team, like the Daniel on the team, you know, it'd be like, I'm not going to beat whoever is coming at me. But if I can throw them off and then get advantage to run. I mean, that's solid. fair, but I also think that you can. Maybe. I was like, no, 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 you hit hard. You hit them hard. <laughs> I hit hard. While I run. <laughs> no, no. I am going to throw you at them yeah. while I run. Uh, no, my move is, is I think my move comes back to uh, playing the wild card, similar yeah. to the way I do in D&D. That works. By the way, guys, if you've ever wanted a glimpse into our D&D game, towards the middle of this episode, I will share with you the way the team... On Atlantis breaks down to our D&D team. And then at the same time, maybe we'll tell you the absolute shit fest that happened in the last episode you know, of our D&D game. You know, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm literally a week later, just now coming to terms with some of the stuff that happened. Yeah, I just like removed from my memory, I think as a coping mechanism Probably. that we found a deck of many things. Uh, we didn't just find a deck of many things, guys. Somebody, we'll get to that later. Somebody stole it. 
that's not all that happened either. We'll, well get yeah. to that later. So but, uh, John and Weir come in. Right, we're not even at credits nope, yet. Nope, we right. aren't. Apparently they lost contact with the Terrarians. 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 The Terrasques. runs. They lost contact with the Terrasques. With the Terrans. I think most people would want to lose contact with the Terrasques. The Super Volcano people. And since they did lose contact with them, no, they don't know what happened to them. Yep. Uh, we've been sending them supplies, which mm. is only fair because we did blow up their ancient worship. And yeah. since the village uh, is a few kilometers from the Stargate, a melp doesn't really do it. Yeah, good. doesn't can't help you. So we wants them to check it out. And when McKay, who has been facing off against Ronan the whole time, just like circling each other, turns to go, what? Ronan takes the chance to whack him in the panning yeah. again because he took his eyes off Ronan. Keep your eyes on the target. Um, yeah, it's like, blah, 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 blah. You got to go off planet. Yeah. And then that's, McKay takes that. And McKay turns to leave. He does, like, wince again mm -hmm. as Ronan comes in to just pat him on the shoulder yeah. and leaves. I do like the way um, both Weir and uh, John and, and Weir kind of just stand at the doorway. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? What's what, you, uh, what you doing? What, what you, you doing? Uh, just hanging out? You guys have been quiet for way too long. Yeah. That usually means trouble. Yeah. I'm surprised she doesn't run into the room the way I do when Drake and Stormy have been too quiet. It's too quiet in here. It's too quiet in here. What's going on? What did yeah. you destroy? What are you yeah. doing? What did you eat? So we travel via Wormhole Map. Yes. And we see a village, like, it's sort of colonial-ish, two-story, basic, wooden, functional buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Our it's team's... your basic D&D. Yeah. Yeah. Our team Settlement. stops at the tree line for John to call over the radio again for anyone, no answer. So mm -hmm. John just puts his shades on and says, let's go. And that's, yeah. I'm, he, do, he does a David Caruso. I'm fine with it. The David Caruso CSI move. I'm fine with it. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry. I have a thing for aviators. We know this. Yeah. Inside, it's sort of a mix of like mid-century office furniture and 2007 computer <laughs> monitors. <laughs> it's a very interesting... Uh... I do like that. <laughs> it's very like school administration building. It, yeah, it's very uh, post-apocalypse wide shot of yeah. what a building was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so McKay has one other. Oh, it's just everyone just picked up and left. Mm. Like things are still half done. Yeah. So McKay has one other signal on his little Palm Pilot life science detector, but uh -huh. it's way below them. And Taylor knows that the previous civilization that lived here lived below ground like the Janai. Yeah. But the Terrarians didn't use the tunnels. Mm -hmm. But someone is. Somebody so live here. conveniently knows how to get there. Uh -huh. And we get these wide shots of these underground post-apocalyptic tunnels it is straight up video game and it's stunning oh i literally i wrote it rise of the tomb raider it's beautiful because if anyone's played rise of the tomb raider um i'm trying to find the name of the actual thing i was supposed to do this while i was doing notes and i didn't there's like these abandoned mines yeah is one of your locations because you're in Mines. You're in uh in the mines like, of Moria. <laughs> yes, but no. Uh you're deep in like uh Siberia. Okay. That's uh, a place. Yeah. Yeah, it's like eastern eastern uh Russia. Sure. Um I'm trying to find the name of the country. But the tunnels are like yeah. old and grimy and creepy and apparently were absolute hell to film in. Yeah. Because they were also apparently real fucking hot. Yeah. 
Oh, I guess that makes sense. It was just disgusting. So fairly quickly, as they're sweeping the area, Taylor opens a door and finds, like, a used flesh cocoon, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it ain't cute. It, it's not cute at all. With something no longer inside of it. Uh-huh. And McKay sees that life sign not far away, and everyone is kind of guessing that's that's not a coincidence. No, that's probably the thing that lived here. And credits. It's like when I find a hornet's nest. Yeah. Uh, and our house, and it's just what, like the remnant of uh-huh. one. I was like, these motherfuckers used my house again. For yeah, they good. did. Uh, jerks. Those assholes came and fucked in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't even pay for like the hourly nope. fee or anything. Nope. They just fucked under your roof. Yep. Jerks. That's disgusting, and I love it. <laughs> so I just continued to go on that yeah, train. Nice. Did not get off. So we're is already worried for her team because she has a spidey sense and knows who she sent out. Yeah. Even before the check-in, she has Chuck dial up the planet. And from the tunnels, where it gets an update, mm. um, like, those are really good radios that can work so far underground. Y- yeah. They are definitely... Uh, it's, uh, it's an old Nextel remote thing. Those are like Motorola brick phones. Yeah. <laughs> My dad used to do, use Nextel for his walkies with yeah. his workers, uh, which were great. They worked when they were in like the Southern part of California and, uh, Western Arizona, a lot of their, the fields they would work were along the border. Uh-huh. So you deal with roaming bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So they had these fun remote, like, walkie remote things. And so I've always liked the Nextel brand if you're you looking go. for a walkie of some sort. It was real fun when Nick got an Apple Watch and then realized he could turn on a walkie-talkie mode. And I just randomly heard Nick's voice coming from my watch. Like, please, please no more. <laughs> We're getting Jesse one. Don't tell him. Let's not. Okay. We're not going to. Okay, good. Thank you. And then he'll like use it from outside <laughs> now. <laughs> I feel like. Like 10 feet away. <laughs> I can see that happening. Um. So anyway, they, they update Weir. They lost contact with Turians because they're not here. Yeah. And updates them, updates her on what they have found so far. Mm-hmm. So Weir wants to send another team of Marines. Yep. To Ronan's voiced displeasure, but she'd rather be safe than sorry. <laughs> she and did as- say sorry. She did. Sorry. I do Actually, like Shepard's, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Ronan's like, no. Yeah. Cool. So as the team continues under in this underground maze. They're closing ground. And then mm-hmm. John stops because they realize that Ronan is not behind them. Hey, that's not good. He's instead in a room filled with dead bodies. I like that of all the people in this crew, Ronan's the one that did the investigation check. Yes. <laughs> it's like, good job, McKay. Uh-huh. That's your that's your skill. They rolled real low. Yeah. Uh, it's just a mountain of dead Terrarans, and some <laughs> of them look like they died screaming. Yeah, And they that's all have wounds good. on their neck that it's looks pretty bad. familiar. I mean, regardless of what's on the bodies, anytime no. you find a mountain of dead bodies, it's not good. Probably bad times. It's not good. Probably bad times, yeah. Um and yeah, Ronan's gone uh, again. Yes, this is my body mountain room. <laughs> this is where we store mountains of bodies. You don't just have mountains of bodies? Oh, I keep my mountains of bodies in actually outside. Yeah, well, yeah, cuz then you know, they the smell is strong, yes. but it's goes away faster. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ronan's gone again. Body mountain. Of love. <laughs> Body mountain. <laughs> Someday, this microphone. There's got to be some, like, lock. Some dumb thing I'm not doing. Um, so Ronan's gone again. He's in another room. And that is Naratus Bug in a giant container of green juice. And again, Yay. the room, for a lack of better term, is just fleshy. Yeah. Uh, it's always nice. It's always a good feeling when the rooms are fleshy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So someone brought this Aratus bug here. It's not native to the planet. Yeah. And Taylor doesn't sense any wraith nearby. McKay seems on his palm pilot that the friend is heading to towards them fast. And as Ronan goes off to meet it, John's like, stun. No killing. Ronan's like, why? This is where I would be like, I can't hear you. Bye. <laughs> Ronan changes the settings. And I'm like, Ronan. Just a question, just a hot, just a hot thought. Um, shouldn't you maybe by default have the weapon set to stun? Why for? I guess. I guess that's me talking and not Ronan talking. <laughs> this is me channeling my inner Donnie. <laughs> yeah, your inner D D character. Because I'm like, but why for? But may, maybe, maybe have it to, set to stun on default. I mean, you're still gonna stop whatever's coming at you. If I wanted to just stop it, I would stop it. <laughs> but if I'm shooting it, I want to kill it. I guess it. this is also my inner D&D character yeah, coming yeah, out, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who just wants to make friends with That's it. That's true. With, with sentient things. Just because they're chaotic evil doesn't mean you can't make friends with them. I mean, everyone's got something good to share. <laughs> so they all go to the... They wait to the doorway. The doorway between the bug and the bodies. Mm-hmm. It's all very tense. And then the tension is broken by Lieutenant Negley and his Marines at the surface. And John's like, great, I'm glad you're here. Shut the Shut fuck up. your fucking mouth right now. We trying to stealth right now. And their friends mm-hmm. stopped moving. And he's somewhere in the tunnel, so they creep forward. Yeah. And they slowly walk into the hallway. I'll give credit. The score in this episode's fantastic. Yeah. Great yeah. creepy music. The music is fun. Suddenly Roman- Someone had a ton of fun with this one. Suddenly Ronan is thrown against the wall by something large and out of a movie alien. And I mean, it's like a Ronan-sized Aratus bug. It's big. It's, that's not, I don't want to run on anything. No. I don't want, I don't want it. Could you imagine a mosquito that big? Fuck no. Uh, I'm already itching bites. The I rest, don't want to do that. The rest of the team opens fire. It's like tentacles come out at John and he goes flying. And oh yeah, don't forget that Ronan has a fucking sword right. with him. Yep, because that's who Ronan is. And gets a slice on it before it runs off screaming. Mm-hmm. And finally it's out of sight. And the team just sits there for a hot second and is like, what? Yeah, what? The fuckery? Something, something happened. Was that? This isn't great. And also we didn't kill it. So that's worse. Yeah. It bad times. Everyone's okay. Ronan did cut an arm off. I mean, that's something. So that's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Up on the surface, as the Marines are still, like, right near the gate, the gate activates, a dart comes out, scoops them all up. It's the saddest ending, because it's so fast. It's so fast. It's just like, nope. These poor Marines had no clue. They, it was like they were one-shotted in a sneak attack. They were. And we know what that feels like. Yeah, it's bad. It's just a TPK. Yep, that's exactly what happened to them. Yeah. TPK. Sucks to suck. So the team has a creepy tunnel walk and talk. Creepy tunnel. Walk and talk. So cre- pointing that's out that That's my they- secret tunnel um, remix from Avatar. 
<laughs> which I think Nixie's laughing because I do that far more often than anyone should. Is I just yell secret tunnel to people who don't know the reference because I'm a terrible I person. I think it makes it. I don't. I don't want to say Does it's not it more good fun? if you don't make. Yeah, but I was like, I think it makes it more fun if you don't Secret know the reference. Secret That is a bop. So <laughs> pointing out, uh, they noticed that it has a hard shell on its back, and their bullets did jack shit. Basically, did you know that armadillos are also bulletproof? Well, unless you hit them on their gooey underbelly, right? Yeah, the little shellies, just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is basically an armadillo man. Armadillo man. It's or. I my head just tried to make a song and I couldn't. Armadillo man, armadillo nope. man. That's not what my head was trying to do. No. My head was trying to do. I can't even do it. Armadillo man, armadillo man. No. What's it from? It was the Might Be Giant song. Oh. I can't think of it. Nope, it's fine. All I can think of is I'm your boogeyman. I'm I'm moving on. Okay. Uh, so John has Ronan set his blaster back to kill and tries to call Negley, but no one is responding. Mm-hmm. They come to the doorway. The Palm Pilot says the creature is inside and everyone takes positions. And instead, inside is not a creature. It is a horror filled sight of a whole bunch of still filled fleshy cocoon pods. Hey, would you say that, uh, back at base, there's bugs in the software? Maybe we should flash the message that something's out there. No. I'm done. No. <laughs> Seriously, guys, the walls of this place are damp and wet. Like, nothing <laughs> in this is good. Everything about this is bad. It, yeah, it's, uh, this is where you're like, we should just nope the nope right out of Filled here. Filled fleshy cocoon pods, guys. Um... That sounds like a fun appetizer. No! Would you no. like some filled fleshy cocoon pods? <laughs> I'm going to make that now, and I'm going to make it something so delicious. I'm going to make it like bacon-wrapped, like, were they going to be scotch eggs? The problem is, is that, like, I hear that, and then I go back to the time that I had... Cocoon deep, pods? Nope. Well, kind of deep-fried Rocky Mountain oysters, and, like, they didn't tell me what they were yeah and stupid me thought that maybe there's freshwater oysters (laughs) legitimately i thought they were like legitimate oysters freshwater oysters oh see i grew up eating weird foods and it's like this is fine i don't need to know i yeah this is delicious thank you guys if you don't they're like you figure it out back in the city we we get a very mysterious scene Back in the city. Where apparently Chuck got a data transmission from Negley, who was just checking in. And Chuck tells Weir that John and his team are 10 kilometers further inland because they found the Terrarans. And they found a better village location, which is why they left. And it's out of range of radio signal, which is why they didn't respond back. All of which is definitely a lie, but at the time we don't know why. This moment made me go, did I miss something? (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. And then I was like... Mm, no, because I made sure not to pick up my phone yeah, and scroll imager while I was watching this it's, one. It's real good. Um, yeah, it was like, well, that's not good. So the team comes out of the pod room, not sure where the creature went because there's only the one door. And immediately John thinks of aliens. Where yeah. They, they use the air shaft to get around. Sorry, alien 
where yeah. they use the air shafts to get around. Yeah. Alien, Aliens is They're the second very one. Very different films. Different films. And I put again in my notes, let it be known, I called it before I shipped and said it. 100%. Thank you. And now McKay just has in his head that, you know, in the film, they were all systematically killed off one by one. And there's and not even a cat to survive this there's one. There's not. And John reminds him that they didn't kill all of them. It's true. Very it's true. true. Yeah, so, you know, one of us gets to make it. It's, it's honestly probably going to be Taylor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be. It's going to be Taylor. The badass so, woman. They now, you know, Ronan's down for tracking it and killing it. Mm-hmm. And John is actually as well, but first things first. C4, John <laughs> attaches some to the wall of the pod room. To the, what I'm calling the ego rooms. <laughs> The ego rooms. Because we're calling things yeah. The ego waffle room. I don't know why eggs became egos, and I think it's because at some point Everything uh, ends with an OS. Yeah. Too many things start in our house start being said in what I call the Drakey voice. Yeah, I hear it. And so for Drakey, they're egos. Egos. Like egos. And so, because he's such a good boy, he's a good boy, and he likes egos in his breakfast. Because sometimes his brother gets sick, so yeah. the brother gets to eat scrambled eggs, and he's like, "I want some egos." I, my stomach hurts, Mama. Oh, yeah, can I have some egos? Do and, I need to go eat something outside for my stomach to hurt before and, I yeah. get egos? And so, what I like to do is put a little bit of eggs in his food too, like a little bit of so that he doesn't feel left out. It's important <laughs> to not have one boy felt left out. Exactly. So in the ego rooms. <laughs> So Taylor McKay finds them both interesting and disgusting. Interesting. Interesting. Every time I hear disgusting, people who are also fans of Deep Space Nine will know this. Every time I hear disgusting, I immediately think of, um, it's not really Gen Z Dex, but it's, it's her role in Far Beyond the Stars. And they're, if you haven't seen the episode, it's really, really important. I think you would really... Which one's D- DS9 is not the one with the captain I like, with the lady captain. No, that's Voyager. Okay. So DS9's so, the one with Avery was, Brooks. Okay. Which was the one with Cisco? That's, that's yeah, yeah, DS9. yeah, yeah. That's okay. DS9. Got it. There's an episode in season six um, that Avery Brooks actually directs, and it is... Oh, that's the baseball one. Okay. It's the baseball series, uh, yes. Series, yeah. And um, it's, it's, I think, to me, maybe my favorite episode of Star Trek. It's high up there. Um, and it's this interesting episode because you don't necessarily know 100% how what's going on comes about, whether it's a vision, whether it's a dream, whether it's whatever it is. But you see, um, instead of Benjamin Sisko... He is a pulp science fiction writer in the 40s and 50s. Oh. Like the women having to go under a pseudonym name who then can't show up for photo day because he's a black science fiction writer. It's amazing. And all of the characters that you normally see in DS9 are playing these other characters in this world. It's kind of like when Patrick Stewart goes into the 40s gumshoe holodeck. But not in a holodeck. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so, but there's <laughs> Terrell Farrell's character, the Dax character, and she's just like chewing gum and she's reading and she goes, she's got a worm in her belly. That's, that's, that's disgusting. Interesting, but disgusting. And so every time I hear <laughs> disgusting, I hear it in that like. That voice. <laughs> that voice. That almost, um, uh, uh, what am I thinking? Why can't I think of her name right now? I don't now? know. Harley Quinn-ish. It's very Harley Quinn-ish. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Ronan draws his sword. Yeah. Because we're still in Stargate, not Star Trek. Uh, yeah. And keeps watch outside. And Taylor continues to study the pods until an arm bursts out of one Don't of them. Don't do it. They rush out the door, having to shoot at the newly birthed Manrathus. Um, to finally get it closed and run around the corner as John blows the whole room in a giant fire explosion. Praetlians. Praetlians. <laughs> McKay might have singed his eyebrows and asks if uh, if Butch over here used enough dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> My notes, I wrote, everyone's still here except for McKay's eyebrows. Yeah. Or some of them. Yeah. Pretty sure they got all of them except for their original friend. Totally, yeah. Because now there's no signs of life, right? Except for the first guy. This is just the first guy. Well, these guys didn't show up as life signs either. That's right. Okay. So we have a great full set shot again. And the team walks. John calls again for Nagling nothing. John's pretty sure that Manrathus isn't going to take out four Marines. Mm -hmm. McKay points out the Palm Pilot, you know, only has a range of 100 meters so McKay wouldn't be seeing the Marine group even if, if they aren't already at the village. And just That's for those true. who are bad with the metric system, mm-hmm. football field-ish size. Okay. Like the length of a football field, that's kind of like the radius of it. That makes sense. It's not exactly 100 meters, but it's like ish. Yeah. 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 So it's speaking, pretty decent. It's yeah, terrible. pretty decent. No. Yeah. So speaking of the creature, suddenly uh, McKay realizes it's behind them. Mm-hmm. When it was just in front of them, he swears... And John blames the air shafts. So Taylor's solid plan. Go back to the fucking gate and regroup. Get your men and get reinforcements. Yep. Let's, uh, <laughs> Taylor suggests a reasonable thing. <laughs> Ronan's like, says, that's Man. giving up. <laughs> this is where, um, this is where I, I, I start to think, uh, so to share with the group a little bit of insight yeah. on our characters. Um, this is where they kind of play out where, we have Annika and Oris, which are uh, brother Matt and and friend of the pod and and wife of brother Matt. I don't even know don't, what to call I her. I don't know what to call Dana, the singular Dana. The singular, yeah, the one, the only. So their character together is basically Taylor. Yeah. Let's think of a sensible solution where we can mm-hmm. talk to people. Yeah. Um, the uh, the shepherd of the group, the I will shooty things, but I'm also going to try to think of a strategy, maybe. Yeah. Weirdly enough, is our barbarian. Yeah. Muck. Yeah. The wisest barbarian you've ever met. 100%. Uh, our McKay is, for most obvious reasons, Yeah, Mixie's Sam. Is my Sam. Um, And the barbarian, the angry barbarian yep. mad person. <laughs> is actually our tiny gnome sorcerer. <laughs> the tiny gnome sorcerer, played by yours truly. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't know I had that much anger in me, but it's in there. But it's kind of a nice way to get it out. You know, I you know I've been going to therapy. I'm very open about that, yeah. and I'm learning how to find the anger that for thirty plus years of my life I always just channeled into other things. Hid in that fucking closet in your brain. Yeah. Well, I usually just channeled it into like self hatred. Oh yeah. Or, or you know like. Well, self- here's the thing. You're you're shoving it in the closet. In just the, in a the wrong, brain. just a it's real like bad closet. Where I put my emotions. The problem is it just kind of leaked out. Yeah. There was a hole in the back of the closet. Well, mine's like, I'm just going to put it in this other space, then <laughs> fuck all of this. But uh, so this is me learning to channel my anger through a go. tiny little angry magic person. <laughs> and so, and, and as we're speaking on, like, how we are using our DT characters to discover interesting sides of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, we mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we mentioned that a deck of many things has come up 
in in our Alexandria world. Because here's what I believe. I believe um, DM husband friend of the pod Jesse went. Let's shake things up a Let's little. Let's see if like we're our, this they're is feeling a, too cocky in their notes. Already a chaos group. They're Let's... feeling like they they know the way around my world a little too much. So um, listen. Me, if you put the red, big red button in front of it, I'm going to overthink and analyze and weigh the pros and cons and most likely play it safe and not press the red button because of the terrible risks that may come from pressing the big red button. However, my character, Sam, if you put a big red button in front of her, she's going to eagerly be the first person to the big red button purely to find out what it does. I mean, not only did she push the red button, she pushed it twice. Well, but the second one was because at that card, I think, specifically says draw another card. Did it? Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I was only going to pull one. Gotcha. So I pulled, I pulled, I got, I got my fortune red and pulled the big red button, pulled a card out of the deck of many things. Now, I have built an artificer who, at level one, had an intelligence of 20 because I built her specifically to be extremely smart. And she's fairly dexterous. And then her stats are not great in anything else. They're not horrible, but they're not great. Her wisdom's pretty low. It's not fun. But I built her to be very smart fairly dexterous and like those are her strengths yeah so she can do so when i pull a card and the dm goes oh no and then has me roll a a (laughs) d4 plus one and i roll a four so it's a five and then suddenly i lose five points of intelligence yeah bringing me from a 20 down to a 15 that's not that's 25 percent of your intelligence yes which affects (laughs) Everything about my character. Oh, no. You know, that's a thing that happens. It's interesting um, how these bad things happen to her. And as far as Donnie knows, it's because she's got this terrible life. Yeah. Or dagger, whatever. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into dagger man later. Yeah. But, it, but then I, the Nixie, mm-hmm. had to sit there and go, oh, how do I? I also am someone who puts an overemphasis and um um how should I put this like importance impo- like reassurance yeah I should say like a it's like it's my comfortable like I know it's something you're confident with. exactly yeah. I have confidence in my intelligence and then all of a sudden like oh what happened if that happened what oh. happened if yeah what happens if I'm not the smartest person in the room if you will yeah. Yeah. And so I basically for a week had to be like, this is a game and I definitely could get, I know how to work my way out of this and yeah. it's not going to happen immediately. And I want it to happen immediately. And if it was real life, I'd want it to happen immediately and understanding that like, this is a problem that can be solved, but it realistically could take a year. Yeah. To this, solve. this is the fun part of what I call a Jesse game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a minute. To be that person. You can be that person. All D&D players and games are great. As long as everybody there is having fun. There's something very special in the way Jesse DMs. Yeah. Only he DMs that way. Mercer comes close. Yeah. But even then, I something to the way Jesse does it is very special to me. Where he will really push you into uncomfortable places. Yeah. If you're willing to go there. And that's definitely what this has done for me. And yeah. it's one of those where... Like, it's forcing me to have to 
find the positives and having to rely on talents that weren't my strong suit. Yeah. And in like me also in terms of having to do with my other character, but it's like also me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of those like, it's fine. I have built a character that is too close to myself, like too yeah. close to sort of being in, I don't want to say an idealized, but an exaggerated version of myself yeah. as yeah. a and character and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It's fun, though. It's yeah. a fun, it's a safe place to to play this stuff out. Yes. And then... Um, it's getting deep. It's getting real deep. And then also I pulled the second card, which means I basically have a moat of nope. And I can basically undo a major, major incident that will happen in the... I don't know what it is. But something if something happens in the future, I can basically just will it out of existence. Yeah. Which is going to be huge. And then... Which then, I wish, like, our team would use just Will Michael out of existence if yeah, we had that like, option. That's essentially what I could do. Yeah. I could essentially Will Michael. This never happened. Like, not just out of existence, but, like, never happened. That's what I mean. Like, wouldn't that be incredible? This entire yeah. thing would be result. Like, if yeah. this were a D&D party, because this is a great episode for that. Yeah. We never had this happen. Exactly. That so is the power that my character now has. I like that I'm gesticulating and I'm not on camera. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, and then and then we had a problem of um, our barbarian wanted to then go get his fortune told. Because I mean, I don't know that it's a problem. I don't think it. I think Yet. it's a future problem. Maybe. We do now have... Long a- story short, we now have a 12-foot-tall hill giant in our party mm-hmm. that is basically under the command of our barbarian muck. Which, as we mentioned before, yeah. at least it's under the command of the wisest barbarian ever known to man. Yeah, it's actually better than if he was... I can. There's two people in our party that would be worse off if he's under our command. <laughs> yeah. It's the two gnomes. Yeah. The um, two of the people you are listening to right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would I would venture to say that which one might be more dangerous. Donnie is so um volatile. Yeah. Um that that would be scary. Sam already has plans to build a gnome backpack yeah. so that she can tinker well, she, yeah. While she's traveling. Whereas Donnie's teaching it to throw her. Yeah. To do the, what is it? What did, uh, what do we call it? The, 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 the curveball special or something? Something. Anyway, it doesn't Fastball matter. special. Fastball special. Um, but the bigger and more important part is that not only did he walk away with a 12 foot tall hill giant under his command, but, um, also successfully stole the deck of many things. Yes. And no one else in the party knows about it. But back in Atlantis, where they do not have a moat of nope. nope, we are dealing with... So a great walk and talk in the field, on the surface, on the way back to the gate. We get a beautiful camera shot through the long grass. I love. Yeah. So they try to figure out what this creature even is. It was like a giant bug, but it was humanoid-ish. It was mm-hmm. an experiment, but of what? They know that Wraith evolved from the Wraithus bug biting a human. DNA mix. Thousands of years go by. Hello, Wraith. Why make more? And John's like, well, don't you just make more wraith by getting a boy wraith and a girl wraith and putting them in a room? When a mama wraith and a data wraith love each other very much. And it's around... They put a hive on Grace's house. <laughs> it's time for no reason. Ronan does like a little wave hand dance. Yeah. <laughs> it caught my eye this time. I've never seen it before. And I don't think I caught it. I'm going to have to go back. It's very subtle. Okay. I like that they're like, that's not how you make baby wraith at least they don't think so no one wants to watch that reproductive film Mm. 
Uh, the other option is someone to make trying to make a hybrid creature as a weapon because Super Wraith is all we need. Yay! Next, we're gonna um, let a meteor hit the Wraith. Yeah. And then see what that does to him. So they get back to the Stargate and the Melp. At no point did they find the Marines. Nope. So they don't know if they were killed by the creature. If they don't know if they went back to Atlantis. And McKay is like, I'm gonna go to Atlantis. But then nothing happens. Just kidding. Hey, guess what? Control crystals are gone. We can't dial out. I like I like that. Fix it. <laughs> I'm more like, this is a very unstable system. If suddenly you just take two small crystals that are very easy to access and yeah. suddenly you can't use, you're stranded now on a planet. Yeah, they should be a little more interchangeable. You should be able to disperse the power a little differently. You should, McKay, knowing that this is how easy it is to turn just a Stargate off, just like... A, carry spare crystals, if or the B, DHD, figure out a workaround. Look, if the DHD is powered on AA batteries, maybe put some AA batteries in your go bag. Yeah. Couple here or there. You know, I know that my insulin pump is is, is powered by a AA battery. Yeah. Guess what always lives in my purse? Exactly. A, a triple A. I mean. Actually, actually, I may not have one in my purse right now, triple. but that's okay. <laughs> the point stands. Yes. It's okay. You know that you're here and we have and double A batteries. There's seven billion of them in this house, yeah. <laughs> in the tunnels, a figure walks Secret along. Tunnel. Noticing the blown pod bay door. <sighs> yes. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. And yeah, if you <laughs> didn't guess who's behind this bullshittery before, it is definitely Michael. He is not very happy. It was Michael all along. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> The one division track only yep. better. So the team Potter's next move. We're just gonna dial in soon at some point, and they can get back. Puddle jumper, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. John's like, I want to leave without the Marines, and starts heading back to the village. McKay begrudgingly follows, and Ronan has the smile on his face because he wants to go hunting. Yep, we're gonna dodge and crawl. Oh, and by settlement, they meant the fucking tunnels. Yep. This time, Taylor senses something, but not sure if it's a wraith or not. And McKay just has the one reading. Oh, wait, I mean two readings. Oh, wait, a billion readings. Either something hatched, or there's some sort of shielded area. Bum, bum, boom. Or both. Neither is good. No, no. Both is worse. So carefully, they make their way through the tunnels, um, taking note of all the air vents. Mm -hmm. And Taylor is in the back when she sees a room. And takes a glance aside when the door shuts behind her and the team sees, hears the door shut and realizes Taylor's missing. Damn it, she failed a deck safe. Yeah, and when they go, the door, like, there's something vented down upon them. And then the creature is there too and no one can get a clear shot. Yep. As Taylor pounds on the door, calling their name, then pauses, turns. It's a Michael jump cut. Yay, this is good. It's great. We love this. Outside, eventually, a few clean shots are gotten. Ronan goes to town, and the venting starts to clear, and they have a dead bug dub on their hands. Fun. Um, immediately, though, John pries the door open with his knife, and it is empty. Mm-hmm. And McKay sees two life signs moving away one floor up, when suddenly, they disappear right off the Palm Pilot. <laughs> Part of the tunnels must be shielded. Hmm. John and Ronan go running, McKay following. He's, he's like, we can't track him now. Where are we going to go? Just run in circles. Just keep running. Taylor must have been knocked out in some way because she wakes up, strapped to a table, hands bound, and Michael telling her that this will go faster if she doesn't resist. Just just let me get through my super villain monologue. Yeah. 
and it's going to be fine. Like, Taylor's not going to resist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So the guys hurry along. McKay tells Ronan where he thinks the creature is vulnerable. I love this because it's information Ronan most likely picked up the first time they encountered the creature. Yeah. But I do love... um, So this is the part where... um, Did I write this down? I didn't write it down. Ronan told McKay not to lose sight of the opponent... Oh, yeah. The attacker. Yeah. And if you'll notice in that whole situation, McKay's eyes are on this yes, bug. Yes, he is. He does not flinch. Nope. He does not close his eyes. He was looking for a weak point. I thought that was going to be actually written into the story somewhere. I know. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. I feel like it was a cutscene. It may have been a cutscene, but they at least got it here where, where yeah. like, he's like, I noticed this. I picked it up. And he's like, yeah. that's adorable. Yes, I did too. Yeah. Keep going. And they but I learned the thing you told me to learn, yes. Ronan. Yeah. And they can't track Taylor right now, and so it's down to Ronan's tracking skills. Yeah. So Taylor asks Michael if he was the one who did all these, you know, experiments, murder, etc. And Michael's <sighs> Are like, "Are you the one that went full goals? <laughs> did you do this? Are you the one who knocks?" Yeah. Um, Michael's like, "Well, it was necessary mm-hmm. um, because Michael now lives in this in an in between space." The Wraith sends the human in him and finds him unclean. He barely escaped with his human life. And, me. and he can't live with the humans and he can't live with the Wraith. So now he's being hunted by both and he had to do something to protect himself and survive. And like, by the way, I do not like the look of those tools on his little side table. Again, this isn't this, uh, this isn't good. But I do see Michael's story as a Broadway a story about a man who's not a wraith and yeah. not a human. Oh, yeah. Very dramatic. Uh-huh. A lot of singing. Yep. Still creepy as fuck. Oh, it's full. It's definitely done by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this <laughs> Let's make this happen. Is he still alive? Taylor reminds him <laughs> that he could, you know, you can come and live with us. And he's uh-huh. like, yeah, if I lose my consciousness and have it erased by a retrovirus, like, no, thank you. Yeah, please. He's going to live the rest of his You've life. You've told me this lie before. Exactly. But I like this. He goes, I'm going to live the rest of my life as I choose, which as bad of a bad guy as Michael is, there's some serious truths about him. And I oh, can't yeah. blame him for like, I don't. Yeah, I'll be safe if you change everything about me. Yeah. You guys made this? Yeah. This is it. Yeah. This, it's, uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, how about Taylor, like, you accept him for what he is and maybe go, hey, if you stop experimenting and stop killing, you can come live with us. We won't, like, erase your memory. I think we may have used this AKA, but I feel like another good AKA would be, we need to talk about Michael. (laughs) Yeah. Because you raised this. This fucked up sociopath child. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he couldn't... Michael can't do this alone. So inspired by the Atlantis experiments on him, he found a way to reverse the process and create something more formidable than a wraith. And we get flashbacks. It describes the process. So in short, he let the bugs feed on the Terrarans. All the blood they can get, which explains the pile of dead, terrified Terrarans. It's more bug than human. It is. And he timed it so it was right before the bugs laid an egg. And so the egg was still filled with human DNA. And that's when he started manipulating it through some serious trial error, which most likely was definitely terrifying to witness. He got the perfect balance between strength, dex, and con. Hmm. I feel like I'd love to talk to someone who understands how hybrid 
animal mixing works because yeah. I feel like eating a thing yeah, no. is not how this That's works. That's not how it works. <laughs> I will also say we don't necessarily, I mean, mosquitoes aren't quite the same thing as the aratus bugs. Yeah. Well, but just the idea of like. Listen, if they were able to take blood from a mosquito and then create Jurassic Park. That's true. I'm pretty sure. TV science is the best. Hi, I'm Mr. DNA. <laughs> and I say you can make a weird oh, manthrus uh, straight uh, from an aratus bug. Praethlian. Praethlian. <laughs> um, it go happen. And so now he has a perfect animal to do his bidding. And Taylor turns and sees just this horrible, terrible, like... You know the you know the shape in the in the um, shadows here. It's gonna be a real bad reference. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for it. Do you I'm remember? Here for it. We're gonna let's let's lean into it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, yeah, where they had the other mutants, and I just forgot their names. I don't remember their names there was, either. I know, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It looks like that. It's very cool. It's cool, cool, cool. Everything's fine. Super, totally normal. <laughs> We're just going to skip right over this. So the guys reach a dead end. And McKay figures it was a security lockdown triggered by whoever took Kayla. <laughs> and Ronan, without warning, just fires at the handleish area, which Ronan, listen, your aim is fucking better than that. You yeah. hit inches from the handle. I jumped out from that range. You could hit the handle. So what were you trying to do? Uh, just distract. I don't know. Um, just thinking and mad. I like John's like warning next time. Yeah. But the answer is definitely C4. Yeah. Back in the lab. Michael tells Taylor not to worry. Listen, if your team is going to destroy one pod room, that's fine. It's uh -huh. not the only one on this planet and certainly not the only planet I've been experimenting on. And I've made a lot of these. Yeah. You can blow up a couple. I don't care. This is just my backup. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to be using you for some DNA. So we're fine. Yeah. Don't you worry. John comes around the corner from saying the last of the C4, presses the button, and nothing happens. <laughs> this is something, just so you understand the humor of Uncharted, this is something right out of what would happen in Uncharted. <laughs> like, he, like, looks around the corner, and that's when it blows up. Yeah, exactly. It's a fun little moment. <laughs> With the door still in pieces and a little bit of fire, um, they are inside the shielded area. Because the Palm Pilot kind of messes up a yep. bit. Um, but as they continue, they don't notice the red flashing light above them. Yay. Michael definitely notices his own flashing light that lights up when this happens and sends his little buddy off to find him. Yep. Um, One of his minions. Yeah, his minions. Um, Michael is planning on using the Marines and her Sorry, team. Sorry, guys. Kaylee does not care for FedEx trucks. No. As she's just told us. Um, and her team... To do his research. Mm -hmm. It's where he's getting his DNA from. And we learned that the fake message that Weir got definitely from Michael. Yeah. I love that Michael knew to play on this. Like, yeah. don't worry. I have faith in my team. He's like, I know you do. That's yeah. why I fucked with that team. Yep. I know all the angles. Yeah. I've been there. I yep. know your team. I know your team better than you do. Yep. And Taylor asks slash begs him not to do this. And he's like... You fucking did this to me not once but twice, and you're yeah. really asking me not to do this Why right not? now? Why wouldn't I? I gotta tell you, 
I'm not even mad at him. Well, it's one of like, those it's things, not okay, but... It's not. It's one of those where we know that Taylor was the most vocal against what happened to Michael, but, like, Michael gives no shits about that. No, and it's like... No, you've destroyed any opportunity he had of anything yeah. ever. So I can't blame him for any of he, what he's doing. Mm. It sucks. It sucks. It's definitely like maybe not the best angle, but yeah. also. Mm. My conversation would, I just wonder at the end of the day, is this really going to make you feel better? I think it's one of those where it's like, okay. I want, this is me, this is me projecting onto him and what I would do if I was Michael, which obviously is completely different because Michael has, I think, some um, different views on retribution. Yeah. uh, And justice. Yeah. Um, But I would be like, hey, how about you just fucking leave me alone and let me do my experiments over here in a corner? Like, yeah, I killed these people, but so what? Just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And let me do my experiments. Yeah. Fuck you off. clearly had no problem with doing experiments yourself, so So yeah, pot kettle. Yeah. Fair. Um Taylor claims she she tries to offer up some words and is cut off and he's just like, Your experiment failed and you yeah. tried to kill us on that planet. She claims they believe they were left with no choice, but now Michael's in the same position. Like they drove him to this. Yep. He opens a box that he sets between her legs and is definitely an erratus bug that is now crawling on her. That's a nope. No, thank you. As the guys continue on, they come across the Marines, all dead, all with the mark of the erratus bug feeding, and Mm -hmm. John and McKay collect their tags. Cool, cool, cool. They hear bugs chittering, which is no. That's always a fun sound. That's just a no. Uh, Ronan does take a moment to make sure that the last one's eyes are closed. Yeah. Uh, they turn a corner as McKay is trying to recalibrate, recalibrate the Palm Pilot to work in the sheltered area better. Right down on top of him lands a Predoraith. Um, I wrote down recalibrate life. And I was like, I just like the sound of that phrase. Yeah. I need to recalibrate my life real quick. And a tussle starts, which Michael can hear because it's not far. Uh, mm-hmm. Quickly... It's killed by the team, which Michael this can also This is the part heal. where McKay does not lose sight yeah. of the creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stays is focused on him. Um, and, like, inside the room, the bug is just, like, crawling up Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it's getting closer to her neck. And she yeah. starts calling out to it's, John. This, this is really sucky right now. Because she heard the gunfire, too. And right before it can bite her, Ronan shoots it off her. Yeah, thank freaking gosh. As they free her, she fills them in on the Michael of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronan's best plan is to just kill him. Just yeah. fucking kill him. I'm with Ronan. Just kill him. I agree. We know how I feel about doppelgangers. Yeah. Don't feel much different about, look, Ronan's, this was bad. Ronan's been wanting to kill Michael since the first moment we met Michael. If you made an, ex- if you created the fly and. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like Jeff Goldblum created himself. If yeah. somebody else did that to him, or if it was more fly than man, yeah. you put it out of its misery. 100%. That's essentially what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is cruel to keep it alive. Well, also just, you know, Michael's going to kill you if you don't kill him first. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Even if you don't consider all that, yeah. if we're trying to come at this from an ethical, moral way, like, this didn't work, this experiment is bad, the quality of life for this thing is real shit, as can be told by the sociopathic nature and murdery vibes it's going off. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you gotta put it out. As told by the murder vibes it's now happening. I'm just having murder vibes today. No big. Um and uh yeah, so so Ronan wants to kill him. McKay wants to try to get Intel off these computers. So we're going to fucking split the party. Yeah. Which sounds oh, great. guys super smart. Uh-huh. Super always, intelligence. Always split the party. Taylor's gonna stay here with McKay. It's treading information that they can exploit. Ronan and John are gonna go after Michael. And a way to make these way, way worse. The energy spike that's shielding this place also fucks up radio. Always split the party and make them incommunicable. <laughs> so clearly I don't know what I just did. Clearly unshielding this area is also a priority for McKay. Yeah. So we then we split the party again. <laughs> Because John and Ronan are going to go opposite directions. <laughs> this is a fantastic scene. John tries to tell Ronan, says, Blaster back to stun. And Ronan's like, no. Yep. No. We're done trying to save Michael. And, like, I have been saying this all along. This was all a mistake. Yeah. We should have killed Michael the first time we captured him. And the entire debacle with the retrovirus is a mistake. And all of this shit is just fucked up more. And how long are we going to have to pay for it? Yeah, the I told you so vibes aren't necessary, but I don't disagree with what Ronan's saying. Well, I think what makes it even more powerful here is because how many times do we see Ronan step up to John like this? That, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he, what he's saying is very powerful in itself. I don't think we needed the I told you so. We get it. Yeah. We did. I, and I see why they had to try, but it's like, you tried? This sucked. Let, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta call it. We have to kill it. Yeah. But focusing on the I told you not to is just less effective. And I get that he's angry and why he needs to. And I probably would do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Not blaming him. No, no, no. Uh, and but I 100% agree. It's time to put him out. Well, I also may have, you know, we don't see all their conversations. I have a hunch that Ronan has come to John multiple times in the past going like, mm-mm. Mm-mm, yeah, mm-mm. this isn't good. Mm-mm. I don't feel good about this. Yeah. So McKay is amazed at how much work Michael has gotten done in this short amount of time and asks Michael what he looks like now. Is he like full wraith or not? Mm-hmm. There's still some human characteristics, which is why Taylor's spidey sense was a bit confused. McKay figures his human side would have tempered his aggression a bit because, yeah, Taylor points out, yeah. humans aren't aggressive at <laughs> all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Like, that's not, not what humans do. So, Taylor knows he has to be stopped. He's dangerous. And also understands his anger. Like, we fucked up his whole life. Yeah. And she often wonders what what he was forced to leave behind when we captured him. Like, mm-hmm. McKay knows he's smart. Yeah. Taylor wonders that maybe he was a scientist. Maybe one of the very best, just like McKay is. And speaking of their best and brightest, McKay figures out how to take down the shielding. Thank goodness. John. It's interesting to think about, like, how they took this person from the Wraith. It wasn't like they just grabbed some random person. They took the McKay of their yeah. people. Yeah. Which also, if you think about it, he's not even the most strong physically. No. Um, They literally took the brightest mind they could and then fucked with it. You, this was gonna happen. Because also, it's not... It's not... Clearly, Michael didn't just get into science after he... Like, That's we what I mean. fucked him yeah. up. Like, this was no, the only way he would respond. He could yeah. respond. 
this is how you make a Ravenclaw Dark Lord. Okay. So Yes! <laughs> McKay gets his Palm Pilot back. He sees the four of them and then a fuck ton of dots near John. And I mean... <laughs> it's I like, just like I think it's broken. Yeah. I like, I like, you know, I, I I do like how he knows that Dot is John and not Ronan, but yeah. <laughs> I also like how John has like described many, described near. Yeah. Uh, and and we don't know if they're prisoners or formal podlings, but they're all heading towards John because we see Michael letting them out. Yeah, <laughs> this is not good either way. Another great wide shot. Ronan stalks his way through and mm-hmm. get right around the corner is another creature. We see him fairly quickly able to stab him and shoot him. It's a nice little, like, double attack. Double attack, pulls his sword out. Mm-hmm. McKay is leading uh, John to what he thinks is Ronan. It's super not. Nope. It's definitely Michael. And we have a fantastic little stunner pistol standoff here. Uh-huh. Uh, it is very high noon. It's very high noon. John was hoping to never see him again. Michael was hoping the opposite. Mm. And this is a great back and forth conversation. Give me the crystals! <laughs> threats. Give me back my crystals! Threats to kill, stun. Again, uh, Michael points out that this is very much his fault. Very much Atlantis's fault. Yeah. He was really thinking John would be impressed of what he's done recently. That's kind of sad if you think about yeah. what that means. Uh, John tells McKay and Taylor to get to the gate. He's going to meet them there and demands the control crystals from Michael. And that's a no. Yeah, that's going to be a hard pass hard on pass. you getting the crystals. Um, John reminds him that he has no problem killing Michael. Uh, Michael lowers his stunner, walks right up to John and is like, I have no problem dying. Yeah, dude, you are trying to negotiate with someone who has nothing, absolutely nothing to gain from you and absolutely nothing to lose. Because if Michael dies here, he dies knowing that John's team won't make it off the planet alive. He dies free of, I don't know. And as he finishes that statement right behind John, rises up a creature and that thing attacks. And things happen very quickly here, but John is able to take him down with some help from Ronan, who's around the corner. And they both chase after Michael. Well, getting some more creatures coming after them. And then we run in. We Taylor, run in. Yeah, Taylor McKay make it to the rope that they came down the tunnels with and just ramble something. Oh, I do. This is make, poor McKay. I know. I don't like the rope climbing school. Uh, he mentioned something about participation. It's the program. It's like a fun, it's a Canadian program like geared towards healthy lifestyles and physical fitness. Okay. Like it was a real thing they mentioned. I was wondering what he meant, but I figured it was that idea of like rope climbing yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Taylor just wants him to hurry and yeah. she starts firing her creatures down the hallway. The more you talk, the more breath you're wasting. Climb the goddamn room. Meanwhile, these guys are just video game style taking creatures out. Yeah. Um, and yes, John, this thing is messed up and it's time for them to use the air shafts. Mm-hmm. The shaft heads right to the surface at night. Ronan. I do like this change of like, it's nighttime now. Yeah. We're going to shoot this at night. I wonder if this was accidental, like the day got long in the shoot or uh, not. I don't know. I think it was because it's creeper as they come out of the That's true. Fog. That is true. Uh, park near Doy is a wraith dart, though. Um, real quick, though, I do like Ronan's double tap into the tunnel. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Just in case, double tap that shit. Uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh-huh. John's thinking we fly it, store the team inside, <laughs> and dial out. Ronan's like, I was thinking blow it up, but your idea is better. Yeah, oh, just kidding. I totally was thinking that. This is, again, where Ronan is standing where it's like, oh, I was just thinking kill it. Yeah. Always just kill it first. Just kill it. 
Uh, John runs off. Ronan starts picking off creatures as they climb up the shaft and eventually hears some noises coming from the woods, quickly finds himself completely Mm -hmm. surrounded, and John beats him up just in time. Yep. McKay and Taylor are running in the dark towards the gate. McKay is uh, picking up life signs. Mm. It doesn't sound like John and Ronan. No. Also, we're soup surrounded. I mean, I hope they're just slurping noodles because otherwise it's definitely not them. Super (laughs) surrounded. (laughs) And that's when they're both hit by a stunner by Michael, who hears a dart in the distance, in the air, and then watches the dart beam up his prey and does not look happy about it. Here's my question. Can the dart beam up Michael? Probably. Wouldn't you just take him too and then like kill him? I don't know. Thoughts. Thoughts. That's an idea. He wouldn't be able to come back for future episodes then. That's that's true. Then the storyline would end, and then what would we do? Exactly. <laughs> that would be us fixing but our mistakes. Is, but it is my question was like, can the dart pick him up? Because I, I know it only picks up humans, right? No, it can pick up Wraith. Oh, I don't know why my brain decided that. I mean, we've seen a pickup wraith. I'm pretty sure we've seen a pickup wraith. You're probably before. right. If it just any... picks up life signs. That's fair. Okay. Um. So, come a wormhole, incoming wormhole back in Atlantis is John's IDC. Uh, Where is surprised and yeah. not happy to see the Marines didn't make it back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're like, we barely made it out ourselves. Guys, also, we just had a funeral. I know. We had multiples of them. Can we not do this again? Also, there's a wraith dart stowed on a planet that the Daedalus can pick up later. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to damage the control room flying it in here. AKA or hurt the budget of the shooting episode. Or we've blown enough budget on yeah. this episode. Oh, and the Terrans are all dead as Ronan mm-hmm. walks away. Yeah. And they tell Weir the message that um, she got was from Michael, not from them, because he's yeah. behind all of this. By the way, Michael's back. By the way, we should have killed him. Before uh, they fully fill, fully fill Weir in, John wants to know if the Daedalus is here because they have another stop for them on the way. Yep. Later, Taylor finds Weir outside the control room. She's a bit lost in thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just got back from talking to McKay. There are hundreds of those creatures, and Michael has three labs. <laughs> on other planets. Yeah, this is gonna At suck. At least. And yeah. there's more. We were struck by something else. Um, Michael learned about the Terrarians from when the Wraith hacked their database during the quote-unquote alliance last year. Mm-hmm. She's like, we led Michael right there. And I'm like, listen, you didn't actually lead Michael there. You didn't <laughs> willingly give over the information. They forcibly took it from you. I think they're definitely going hard on this pity party. Like, we built a Michael well, and I mean, then we listen, built the thing. You should be going hard in the pity party. Oh, yeah. You're just this is the wrong part of the pity well, party to no, be focusing like, on. Well, that's what I mean. That like, no, you should take some responsibility for this. But right now they're just going pity party. Like, oh, we did this, yeah. and then we did this other yeah. thing, and everything we do is awful and terrible. And it's like, okay, but also you need to deal with. I Michael. mean, I'll let you have that feeling for yeah, now yeah, because yeah. you did fuck up a lot in yeah. the past. Later again in Weir's office, Caldwell just razioed and they they passed over the planet there are no life signs there is no michael there is no creatures he is completely gone yep they got the control crystals back um but there's no tracking michael and weir knows they have to find him because he's already too dangerous and john points out oh don't worry pretty sure we're number one in his hit he's coming he's coming for us we just have to sit back and wait it's coming you know and i don't know if you're aware of this but uh you know we're on a TV show and we're headed towards the end of a season. Yeah. So he's probably coming soon. Probably. 
um, as he tells us to the camera. Yeah. Wink, wink. Wink. <laughs> this was a great, great little D&D episode. It's a good little, like, monster but also, movie. Yeah, monster movie, but also... What's up? It's Michael. We What's... were wondering what would happen here. We're back. A Michael story. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've referenced We're Back a Dinosaur this Story is my on favorite this podcast. One, though. This is my absolute favorite <laughs> we're one. We're back. A Michael, a Michael story. Uh, yeah, we fucked up. This is completely of our doing. We fucked up big time. And um, we'll find out how this plays out because I'm sure we'll be coming back to it. Oh, boy. I'm not even going to ask what's next. I know what's next. And next, um, we are here. This is happening. We have covered 10 years of Stargate SG-1. Oh, I just got to chill. I just got to chill. 213 episodes later, there is only one left. Wow. And here we are, the episode called Unending. Okay. Okay. I've got the weird. Okay, so I, you did th- thankfully, yes. graciously let me know that there are movies later. There are two movies made for TV, like Friday night sci-fi films. So I was explaining to now husband Jesse. Yes. At the beginning of this pod, was he even boyfriend Jesse? I think you know he I was. I think he was. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. He's been around for a while. Uh, but <laughs> he's been around for a while. I was. <laughs> I was <laughs> I'm so nervous. I was explaining to him how I'm trying to think of it like this is the last day of school, but it's not graduation. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's, Everything's fine. fine. This isn't, we're not even done yet. There's so no, much more things that I need so to do. There's so many more things to do. So. This is just the last episode. It's not a big deal at all. It's fine. I don't I'm, have any more words. I'm going to tell you the first time I watched this, I had tears. Whew. Yeah. Okay. I'm just warning you on that part. Okay. Me. I'm Granted, I've also like cried at least four times watching the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Okay, okay. I don't want to cry at the end of this record. Okay. This was a great episode. Go watch the movie Alien. It's amazing. And then follow it up with the thing because I feel like it matches. Oh, that thing was Double feature. Alien thing. Um, And yeah, we're here. We're going to go watch an ending now. Okay. You know where to find us on Twitter and Terra Podcast. At Facebook, there's no place like Terra. Email us at there's no place like Terra at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash there's no place like Terra, where hopefully this video will actually be today. Okay, bye. Bye.